With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Cerrone and Simpson. It's a clown question, bro. And they're not even called Reese's Pieces. They're called Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. They're pieces of Reese's. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Like something about me. Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. Hello? You play to win the game. Hello and welcome to the DC Crossover. We are back. Yes, we are back. We are getting Doug back. (laughs) (laughs) With the baseball season uh, set to restart tomorrow, um, if you're listening to this tonight on Wednesday, and then uh, NBA action coming up in a few weeks, we decided now would be as good a time as any to restart the show and get back into some sports talk. Because while we have some abbreviated seasons ahead of us, uh, we do have some Washington sport, D.C. sports to be discussing as the Washington Wizards, Mike, are technically in the playoff hunt. So, you know, we don't have to touch much on the Wizards here today. We may be joined by a special guest, Ian Holleran, later on in the show. Um, But I did want to we we definitely wanted to touch on the Nats and then we'll talk a little bit of Redskins, too. But uh, so let's start with the Washington Nationals and. This, uh, so they actually get the opportunity to lead the charge for this restart tomorrow. They're out there right. on the ESPN game at seven o'clock against the Yankees. It's Max Scherzer, it's Garrett Cole, two headliners. Um, but I guess my feelings about all this stuff is, and watching some of the scrimmages, I watched them play the Orioles the other day. It's all just still very weird. Like the fact that, I mean, now you watch a, 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 a Nats or Orioles game at Camden Yards and everybody makes a joke. Well, the Orioles are used to this. Nobody goes to their games anyways. But the weird thing is, is like they're piping in the crowd noise from like MLB the show or something like that. Where oh, they're really? like playing crowd noise and stuff. And it's like weird because it's like strategic because it's like on pop ups and stuff. They'll like play the crowd noise or like, uh, you know, a guy makes a nice play or a guy gets a hit for like the home team. They'll play the crowd noise. So it's just kind of weird and eerie because then you look in the stands and there's like five people in them and they're all, and it's just, it's like one of the weirdest things to watch. So it's hard for me to get jacked up for, for Nats baseball right now. I just don't, I don't have the same feelings as I did. The differences are, is with COVID and everything like that, just like you mentioned, there's not going to be any fans and that's why people aren't really excited for the start of the season. Like I think me and you both were jacked up when we heard, you know, Nats, Yankees, 
at Nats Park and, you know, Scherzer, Cole, you know, this whole entire basically uh, World Series rematch with Garrett Cole. Um, you know, now he's on the Yankees, obviously. But at the same time, we're not pumped up to say like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try to get a, you know, tickets to April 30th or something like that or, or May 2nd, you know, stuff like that. Um, because obviously now with the shortened season and everything like that, you're just not as pumped up as you used to. And with the shortened season, it's kind of feel kind of weird because no one's saying like the Nats are the defending state champs or not state champs, uh, defending the national champs or World Series champs, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I'm seeing sure, too many sports. Sure. The sports are all jumbled up right now. Anyways, so um, when you're looking at the entire World Series uh, picture, right now the Nats I think are six, I believe, um, on sports line uh, with a, a plus eight hundred. And I believe um, might have been the Dodgers. I'm not sure exactly who was uh, who was up there. Yeah, Maybe I think the Yankees. Dodgers and the Yankees seem to be the two yeah. teams people are saying have the best shot at a, at a World right. Series. Right. So I mean, you just don't see how this can go on. Uh, you know, for the entire season, number one, uh, uh, you know, having all the hype and all that kind of stuff because you know the injuries right now. There's no injuries for the Nats that are that are significant i should say uh robles right now is day-to-day um but overall when you're looking at this entire uh shortened season where it's 60 games i mean it's like these these seasons last over 102 games more than what they're going to be having right now and some of these guys you know it takes them 30 games to get in if you have a slump like bryce harper did a couple times and you go down and and you have a bad month that's half the season so you know people can't get too excited about this entire um I guess you could say extended playoff run for all these teams, uh, you know, quote unquote, because of the sole fact that, you know, Scherzer, Strauss, they might only have, you know, maybe eight or nine starts combined uh, or not combined, maybe each, but it's like, you know, it's going to be difficult because we were looking at this season and saying like, this is going to be a fun season, trying to defend the title, get all these young guys in there. They, they made a bunch of good moves. You know, this is going to be a, a season where Carter Keyboom can show us what he has, um, and also the sole fact that they had all these guys that are, some of them are aging veterans. Obviously Scherzer uh, is an aging veteran. Sanchez, who I think they signed for two years, uh, you know, aging veteran who, who was pretty solid last year uh, for the most part. Cabrera, who came back for, I, th- I think, another two years. Then you signed also um, our, our catching duo in Gomes and Suzuki for another two years, which is a solid signing. Uh, Will Harris is now in the bullpen. So you got all these guys that are, that are aging veterans that, okay, What's going to happen? Howie Kendrick, for instance. I mean, it's like these guys that are getting older, that's just a season that's going to be pretty much wasted unless we make it deep into the playoffs. Because, you know, for instance, like Max Scherzer, you're counting on him every fifth day to go out there. He rarely gets hurt. Um, obviously, lately he's been getting hurt a little bit, but this is going to be a season where you have to not have any injuries because the sole fact that if you have an injury, you're pretty much done. And if you miss two or three starts, you're screwed because you have yeah. Eric. You have Eric Fetty coming in. There. Two or three it's starts like, <laughs> is you know like a, a fifth of the season or something. Exactly, you know yeah. that sort of thing. It's no, it's it's weird. I mean, it, it's one of those things. And then I mean, God forbid any of these guys do test positive for COVID, then they have to sit out. You know, two weeks or whatever it is um as well and two weeks if you're a position player two weeks i mean think about all the at bats you're missing there that's that's probably you know 50 at bats or something like that in an already shortened season so i mean it's funny because uh i was talking to a buddy earlier and we were saying that what your feelings would be if a team like you know like my detroit tigers or my buddy's an orioles fan the Orioles, if, if, if like this was the season they like made a playoff run or something like that. Right. And that, you know, it, you, you couldn't really fully ever enjoy it because, and, and I'll, I'll tell you straight up, even if the Nats repeat, I will never respect the champion that wins this season. I, little, I will never give them the respect they, they, you know, some people may think they deserve it's a grind. because, because I, I mean, congratulations, you were good for 60 games of a regular season and then you know whatever the playoffs games but that's not what it takes to win in baseball that's the great thing about baseball the Nats were 19 and 31 and they won the World Series because over the long haul they were the best team or or they were good enough to make the wild card and then you know advance from there so I'm just never it's not going to be a legitimate champion it's just never going to be there's always and the problem is if a team like the Dodgers or the Yankees win the World Series, those are two of the most annoying fan bases on the world. And you know 
that they're going to argue with us till the sun, you know, what, uh, whatever the phrase is, um, you know, so uh, the sun don't shine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they're they're going to argue with us because they're going to say, well, no, we won the championship. Everybody was on the same ground. So it, it, of course it counts. And it's like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not, it's not a full baseball season. Though. That's, that, that's the problem. No. And you know, you can, you can kind of compare it to the whole entire Roger Maris Babe Ruth thing when they changed the season length and then, then Roger Maris broke it after Babe Ruth broke it, even though Babe Ruth had a shortened season, stuff like that. When it comes down to this season, baseball lasts, what, nine months out of the year or whatever it is? So yeah, it's, like, it's like about six. It's like you get six months of baseball, basically, and then you get, you know, you've got about six months off. It's like six months yeah. on, six months off, basically. And, and that's the thing is, like, you have a season here where it's practically like two and a half months, and if you can include off days. And it's just – it's just weird with no fans, you know, I mean, so, so fan bases aren't going to really matter. Um, you know, like you said, you know, you have uh, the, the crowd noises coming from speakers that are from video games and all this kind of stupid stuff. It just makes no sense because you see Max Scherzer go out there and he's grunting left and right and doing stuff like that because everyone's pumped up for him. And when everyone sees him go out there in the eighth inning, pumping 98 uh, up, up and in, you know, he gets pumped up for that kind of stuff. But like, this is reverting back to like backyard baseball where there's no fans in the stands except for that one random guy down the street, you know, just hanging out watching a game at the center field fence. You know, it's like, it makes no sense because you always, I mean, just the ambiance of baseball is different because those games last, you know, two and a half, three hours to the point where these guys can get, you know, get the ambiance, except for Bryce Harper when he was in DC. But at the same time, you know, you look at this kind of situation and just say, this is kind of a wasted season for me, even though I, I'm still watching baseball and stuff, but sure. I'm not going to be going to a game, obviously. I'm not going to be able to enjoy as much as I want. And I was excited for this. I mean, me and you both, before um, the whole entire COVID stuff started, me and you both were pretty excited about oh, the we season. We were jacked up, man. We were, we, were about to t- we were about to talk about our, our, our season previews with the positioning, yeah. just like we did last year. And this year was going to be awesome. Because, I mean, look at our lineup. Our lineup is pretty stacked, if you ask sure. me. Except for the Anthony Rendon situation. We'll move into that real quick, just to give, yeah, yeah. Some, give people a little bit of preview. You don't have to preview every single thing like we did last year. But, you know, the whole entire top three uh, pitchers with Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin Sanchez coming in there who was dominant in the, in the, in the postseason, which was not a shocking situation, but for in the postseason where you have the best teams, he was dominant. Will Harris coming in there from the Astros, even though he gave up that huge home run to Howie, he was a, a beast during the regular season for them, an aging veteran as well. Sean Doolittle, Daniel Hudson, who we got uh, at the trade deadline last year for Daniel Hudson. Um, Wander Suero, who is, eh, well, he, he was okay at the end of, end of the season. But uh, then you have, like I said, Jan Gomes, Kurt Suzuki, I said earlier, that was a huge signing uh, uh, by um, – by uh, uh, who's our general manager? Rizzo. Rizzo. Uh, we haven't had baseball in so long. I'm forgetting names. I know. Mike, Mike Rizzo. You know, those two, those two guys were a huge sign I mean, for two years. And we have to worry about the catcher position. We can try to get somebody to uh, develop and all that stuff. Eric Thames coming in here, the big, the big, you know, you know, power hitter guy who's going to try to get those numbers um, that we lost uh, losing uh, Adam. She's what's his name? Uh, Matt Adams. I knew it was Adam in there. Matt Adams. Okay. Yeah. Gee, I, I'm losing it, dude. I'm losing it here. Um, I mean, we haven't had baseball to talk about in forever. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But you got I me, mean, like I said, you got the guys, like I said, Starling Castro coming in there. He's going to be playing a utility role. Um, obviously, Howie again, Astrobal Cabrera. So we got a lot of guys that are utility roles trying to combine those numbers into an Anthony Rendon player, which is not bad because if Anthony Rendon gets hurt, then you lose that altogether. But now that you have a bunch of different guys that can try to contribute in different types of ways, it's going to be nice. But you got the three guys in the outfield. I mean, it's going to be it's, it's going to be a very, very interesting shortened season to see if these guys come out hot or they come out sluggish like last year and, you know, obviously lose it in the first 20, 20 games. You can lose it really quickly. Oh, yeah. I mean, as soon as – I mean – with this short of a season, if you get into any sort of slump, I mean, you're toast. I mean, that's why, that's why I'm, I mean, I'm joking, but I still think like if a bad team gets hot, they could make a playoff run. Like if, if a Baltimore Orioles somehow strikes fire and just like has a really hot first 20, I mean, cause I remember the, the Tigers, it was either last season or the season before started the year off like seven and three or something like that. Like they were off to a great start and then they, you know, they started sucking, but still, if you, if you put together an a, a above 500 through your first 20, 30 games, you'll yeah. probably have a shot even if you're a crappy team. So that's the weird thing about this is like, 
And then meanwhile, like a, a Yankees or a Dodgers, what, one of them, they could just have a bad slow start. And the next thing you know, they're in trouble. So especially if you're in a competitive division. So um, it's going to be, it's just going to be strange. It's going to be strange. But uh, as far as like, you know, we got to work with what we got. And the Nats do have talent. This is yeah. a majority of the uh, same guys from last year's team. You, you don't get the – your favorite player, Ryan Zimmerman, is not on the team right now. Uh, he's sitting out because of COVID. Joe Ross is sitting out as well, um, which kind of sinks because you had kind of looked at that World Series appearance last year while yeah. he lost. It was still one of those things where you're like you – It's know, impressive. Your, your respect for Joe Ross – went up at the time uh if you were a nats fan because did, didn't like, he only know that he was starting that morning yeah wasn't, pretty much that, that morning was when yeah. scherzer said like i just can't i can't i can't do it um he couldn't even put his shirt on in the morning or whatever his, his wife had to help him um so i think that that joe ross appearance in the world series in game six um or uh i think it was either game six or game five was uh was one of those things where you're like oh yeah this this guy there's the joe ross that we've kind of been hoping for and expecting um, he gutted it out. He still, he got the loss, but still looked okay. Um, and we, now we don't get to see him this year. So, which is kind of, you know, that kind of sucks. And then no Ryan Zimmerman, I think we'll be okay. I mean, Eric Thames and, and then, uh, Howie Kendrick will, they'll be platooning at first base. I'm sure the both of them as Drupal plays some first base too. Uh, but my big thing is, and, and you and I've talked about it is, uh, I mean, putting Carter Keyboom in a position to replace, an all-star, you know, one of the best hitters the Nats have had in their history player like Anthony Rendon is just, it's tough, man. It's going to be tough. I mean, even if Keyboom puts together a pretty good season, it's going to be nowhere close to the production that Rendon uh, brought this team in, in years past. And that's my only worry is if Keyboom struggles early, like he did when he first got called up, I mean, the Nats don't really have a backup plan. You know, it's like, okay, Starlin Castro. All right. Starlin Castro has been in the league for like 25 years. Um, So it's like, all right. And as Drupal Cabrera also, as Drupal Cabrera has been in Major League Baseball, like before I was born. So it's like, (laughs) there's really not a lot of excitement if the Kiboom experiment doesn't work out. And that's my worry. That's my worry as a young guy like Kiboom. Um, now, I, I mean, when he first got called up last year and he struggled a little bit, it's going to happen. He's young. That's, they kind of want to just give him a taste of the majors. Um, but if he still isn't able to put it together, I'm telling you, they're, they're going to be in trouble. That's not going to be good, man. Because yeah, what, what else are you going to do? Yeah, and that's the thing is they were talking about having Castro. Before they started talking about keeping him, they said Castro is going to go to third, Howie will play second, and Astruba will spell Howie and stuff like that. And we'll have Keyboom know rotate in or something like that um but then obviously what was it a few weeks ago Davey came out and said this is carter's spot to lose like this is his spot but he's going to be the one to see if he can keep it or not and that's the biggest thing that i was talking about earlier is we got all these aging veterans but then we have like the new guard coming in there with obviously trey turner juan soto victor robles carter keepham you got these guys that are going to be the forefront of the nats organization for the next you know decade that you have to see what they can do. You have to have them uh, progress and make sure that they are, um, I guess you could say, make sure they're improving their games while these older guys are still here. And that's a big thing that we were talking about with just a second ago when you said Joe Ross. This is Joe Ross's coming out party, hopefully, because the sole fact that, yeah, you had you know Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, and Sanchez, that fifth spot was going to be Joe Ross's. We said that even last year. I believe me and you both said that last year, that we wanted him to be the fifth starter. Yeah. And then, obviously, injuries and different stuff of that nature um, came about and whatnot. And uh, him, him recovering from Tommy Johns, uh, I, I believe, was start of the season. I think that they held him out for the start of the season, I believe it was. Yeah, so yeah. Long he, came, he came in like kind of later in the year, pitched yeah. here and there. But it's just, it's just you look at it, and I'm just like, this is the time where, you know, you got these young guys. This is the time they need to pr- progress, improve, and just develop as much as possible before guys, um, you know, like Astro Cabrera, who you said was been in the league since 1978, you know, before guys like that, you know, retire, Zim retires, you know, Kurt Suzuki and Jan Gomes either move on or retire, one of the two, in the next couple of years. You only got a year or two left of some of these guys. So it's like that. this is the season that I was hoping to have – you know, we had the had the whole entire World Series last year. I was hoping this to be a development season uh, for the most part, not a rebuilding season, but more of a development season where you can get hundred 
plus games under some of these guys' belts, like a Carter Keeboom and stuff like that, get them going, and then see what happens, you know, in 2021. But now with 60 games, you know, you have to come out there and play as much as you can. And, you know, there's going to be maybe one, maybe two days off per person allowed because it's, 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 it's literally – they always say baseball is not a sprint, it's a marathon. Now it's a sprint, it's and a no one's used on sprint. It's, no one's used to that. It's going to be nuts because, yeah, like like we've been saying, if guys get if guys get hurt, guys get banged up. You know, it happens all the time. Okay, you rest this guy because he's banged up. Well, now you rest this guy for this game. Every game's going to be so important, and that's how MLB is going to brand this. Is oh well, with only sixty games, you've got to tune in because every single game is going to be so important. But I mean, I just don't know if I like that. That's not really the pace at what baseball operates at, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's just going to be – we don't have to stay on this too much longer, but I, I just – it's just one of those things where I almost – I mean, part of me is like, hey, I want to be able to watch baseball. I want to watch sports, live sports. It gives us something to talk about and enjoy. But part of me also was like, man, I kind of wish they had just scrapped this whole season and yeah. just said let's just try to get together a full 162 next year easier said than done. There's a lot of moving parts involved. I'm not a commissioner by any means, but um, watching 60 games, I mean, like tomorrow doesn't feel real. Tomorrow right. doesn't feel like, oh, the Nats season is starting. Tomorrow feels like maybe I'm playing Nats, Yankees on MLB The Show or something yeah. like that. Um, but the fact I, would that, I would definitely be more pumped up if, yeah. if, if it was opening day, you know? I, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, think about uh, I mean, I mean, I was. I think the big problem is, is we were so jacked up for opening day back in April of this year, um, because as a baseball fan, you sit around for five months or so after the regular after the World Series ends to and wait for baseball to start up again. Spring training gets you all jacked up for it, and then by the time the season's ready to go, you're you're a hundred percent in. You're so ready. You've got fantasy baseball drafts and things like that. You're pumped. And then we had to put the brakes on that, obviously. And then now this weird restart. I mean, like, I'm not even playing fantasy baseball because what's the point through 60 games? Oh, yeah. um, and I, uh, I am, actually. Oh, well, I mean, I know some people are. And actually, well, I no, threw out no. that. My fantasy, I think I told you, it's with Lurch from 106.7. Oh, right, 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 right. We're still doing that. He sent an email out to the That's league. Funny. And the only reason I said that I would still do it is so I didn't get kicked out and he wouldn't let me back in. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. No, that's smart. No, it, and it's just, it's just going to be weird because, yeah, I mean, guy's stats are going to be, you're going to like look at a guy's baseball card and you'll be like, all right, he hit, you know, 62 home runs uh, this year and he hit 12 this next year because there was only 60 games. So it's like, what do you want him to do? So guys like records and things like that, it's all just going to be jacked up. It's going to be just jacked. Let's talk about real quick to end this segment on the Nats. Let's talk about who we think are, we'll assume they make the playoffs. We'll assume that. Okay, sure. let's let's just let's just go with that, okay? Because sure. if, they, if they don't, then this next topic that I'm about to say it won't really matter. Let's assume they make the playoffs. Who is your MVP for the playoffs? Could be a starting starting pitcher too, because obviously it's a shortened season. If they have eight nine starts and they go seven and two, or you know six and one, or something like that, that could be an MVP. Okay, MVP dark and, and dark horse candidate to be like, uh, you, I guess you could say. Uh, most valuable well not obviously it's MVP, but like but I, I want to say like most valuable like like six man a year award kind of thing. Sure. So like like Just the, for the Nats? I yeah, mean, so, yeah. So yeah, so you know what you know what I'm saying. Like the yeah. like the secondary player, you know. I mean I, I still would like to think that um Steven Strasburg is uh you know one of the best playoff pitchers in baseball and I think he proved it um this past World Series and he was the MVP and things like that. So I, I would probably stick I mean if Strauss is healthy um and he looked pretty good uh, we watched i watched him against the orioles what a couple days ago he looked pretty good then looked pretty sharp i think he'll be ready to go this season so i still like to lean on guys like that as being like possible like playoff mvps because if he puts together two three really great starts and only gives up a couple runs and strikes out a bunch of guys then he is the most valuable guy out there um, so I'd say I, I'd put Strauss in a category as that. And then Dark Horse Candidate, uh, as far as like a Dark Horse performer in the playoffs. Um, you know, I guess, uh, you know, Adam Eaton surprised us a little bit in the World Series. He was a pretty solid player. Um, and he's a guy who I kind of have my gripes with because I think sometimes he does some stupid stuff um, and makes some mistakes here and there. But he is scrappy. 
and he 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 actually played really well in the playoffs. So I'd probably put him or Howie in that category as dark horse. Are you, are you hold on a second? Are you talking about at, like for the season? So Sam, I'm saying if we make the playoffs, like who is our MVP for this regular season? Oh, That's for the I'm regular talking. season. Okay, yeah. I thought you're talking about uh, if we make another World Series. No, I was just I was just say, I was just saying if, if it's it's not going to be it's not gonna yeah. Be, yeah. You know, matter if we say oh yeah well they're not gonna make the playoffs but who's our mvp of the season like okay, who cares okay. about that team? i got you say we season say we make the playoffs and who is our mvp for the well, season I'll still like, say who, who are we gonna be okay, who, like, who are we gonna be looking at that's all what right I'm saying. so i'll still say strasburg for the okay. season i think again i think he's the best pitcher in baseball right. um i mean i love max scherzer but i think max is getting up there in age yeah you get kind of worried about him but strasburg i feel like is right in his prime um so i'll say strasburg and then okay so dark horse uh, person for the season, yeah. performer. Um, like that guy that surprises you. Yeah, I mean, I would like. Like to Juan see... Soto is not going to surprise you. No, yeah. Juan Soto is not going to surprise you. But I will say, Victor Robles kind of underachieved a bit last year. In it's my average. mind, he wasn't the lightning rod. Because remember, before Soto came to town, Robles was the guy. That was the guy that we were all jacked up about. Um, right. And and last year he was fine. He was okay. He brought some speed, occasional bat, but he really didn't perform that well. He probably hit, I think, in like the two twenties or two thirties or something. Or uh, it wasn't great. Um, so I'd say I'd like to see Robles put together a solid season this year and and surprise some people and get back in the conversation because Soto's been the one that everybody's been talking about as young talent for the Nats. But Robles is there, and Robles is one of the future i mean he's the center fielder he's the guy in that position for the the near future so probably robles yeah i do like that that, that pick for the sole fact that like you said robles's average was just not up to snuff last year and that's one of the reasons why davy ended up switching him out from the leadoff spot because they said hey you know if you're not if you're, not, if you're gonna go up there and not get on base what's the point of having you there because i yeah. think trey can actually go out there and i think trey turner can actually be the type of guy that can go out there and hit three or four different spots in the order. He can go out there and hit second, first, seventh, sixth. I think he can go out there and do that. Um, but at the same time, you have to keep, you know, they always say like the universal thing is your fastest guy is going to be on first or, or up first. Like look at D Gordon, for instance, D Gordon, he had for decent average. Same with Ichiro, you know, those fastest guys, they're usually the guys that are lead off. But if you're one of your fastest guys may be your fastest guy in Victor Robles, you don't know um, between him and Trey. If he can't hit for average and can't get on the base, there's no point of putting him up there. So I think that's why they put him at ninth. But I think that's a good pick. To, just to go off the cuff, I think I'm going to go with Eric Thames because of the sole fact that Anthony Rendon did hit over 30 home runs last year. And with this short sprint, Eric Thames uh, for the Brewers, I don't believe he was – I think he might have been the starter. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I thought he split time with somebody else, but I don't watch Brewers games. So um, – with the with Thames, I think that he being the the sole starter at first base right now, especially with Zim out, I think he's going to get like the Matt Adams at bats that we are you know yearning for, and he, I think he might go out there in sixty games, maybe hit you know ten to fifteen bombs. That are, it's going to be a huge deal because right there you think for a regular season he might go out there and if he gets if he plays one hundred sixty two games or you know is a starter for one hundred sixty two games and plays a one hundred forty you'd assume that he might go out there and hit you know twenty five thirty bombs so if he can get ten to fifteen in this short sprint I think that he would be a huge deal trying to get these runs behind the big three yeah we'll see what they do with him because um, you know I I don't know if they're planning on platooning him and Howie though at first base and yeah. you know lefty you know with with the lefty pitcher on the mound maybe you sit Thames but then again with this shortened season you get to utilize a DH so um who knows what they're going to be doing Oh right so 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 they so they decided not to have the pitcher bat huh I believe so I believe okay. that that's that's kind of the way it's Well right be now it again. says right here it says Howie right now is the starting DH but I think it also comes down to how Carter is performing because if Carter's yeah. just it's all going to be one, moving parts. If he's hitting 175, they're not going to have him out there. It's going to be moving parts, but you're right. I mean, Eric Thames is a guy that I was pretty happy that they were able to bring him in um, because of the type of bat that he has, and he's a guy that you know it gives you Matt Adams production. I mean, last year batted about 250 with about 400 at bats, hit 25 bombs, drove in 61 runs. Um, you know, that was a pretty good, solid production. That's what you're going to really get out of him is hopefully, you know, 20 plus home in a regular season, you know, 20 plus homers, you hit about 250, you do your job um, and be just kind of that terror um, at the plate because the guy is jacked. Absolutely. I mean, his biceps as big as our bodies. Um, <laughs> 
And then, you know, one note on Victor Robles, I, I sold him a little bit short. He did bat 255 last year, 255. But still, you know, 255, 17 home runs, 65 RBIs, 28 stolen bases. You still, you got it. You need a little bit more. You need a little bit more out of a guy who's supposed to be like an all-star type guy. Um, so, so yeah, Thames is a good pick. I mean, that's, that's definitely not a bad, not a bad guy to look at that could surprise some people. Cause I was pretty happy when they brought him in. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll have to see what happens with him because like I said, if, if he, if he has a nice stretch of games that he can play straight and not have to go to the bench, that's a big deal. Yeah. But might as well keep him in. Yeah. But at the same time, though, if he has a stretch of games and struggles and goes out there and hits, you know, a 230 with, you know, only a few bombs in 20 games, that's that's not what you got him for. You got him there to get the power numbers and maybe a, a mediocre 250 average or, or whatever it may be and see what he can do. But, you know, obviously, like I said, losing Anthony Rendon, who had, you know, 30 plus bombs over 100 and some RBIs, whatever it was, and a nice, like, you know, 295 average or whatever it was. You know, that's a huge shoes to fill for the power numbers, not alone with the third baseman glove who Carter has to uh, follow. But I don't know. I just think that right now there's not really that one guy. I'm, I'm discounting Soto because Soto could go out there and hit 315 and have 10 bombs and no one's going to say anything about it because yeah. he's hitting 315 um, and driving in runs because he'll have extra base hits. That's a given. But at the same time, when you look at him, you know, he's, you don't really, I don't look at Ron Soto and say that guy's going to go out there and hit 35 bombs every single year. Like we did with Bryce Harper or somebody. Um, you know, I look at Ron Soto and say, he goes out there, hits 22 bombs and hits 315 and drives in 112 runs. I'll be happy with that. Sure. You know? So when I look at it, I just don't see there's, there's one guy that's going to, you know, jack all those home runs. But I think Eric Thames in the shortened season has enough of bats to do it. So the Nats will be playing tomorrow night, Thursday, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, uh, at 7.08 p.m. at Nats Park. Hopefully with the rain and all that stuff, we'll see what happens. But scheduled right now for 7.08, it will be on ESPN. Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer. Then they play again on Saturday at 7.15. James Paxton pitching for the Yanks. The Nats haven't announced their starter yet for that game. And then Sunday, 105 against Yankees. Neither starter has been announced yet. And then you got, you know, starting on Monday, they play Toronto. So it's, we're about to hit the grind. Uh, There's about to be a lot of baseball. Hope you got your MLB TV account if you're out of the market. Otherwise, you're S out of luck unless you got Masson on your TV. Um, So we will move from the Washington Nationals to our other main topic for tonight's episode, uh, which is the Washington Redskins. And we're talking, uh, you know, it's funny. Because Mike and I, for those who have been listening to the show for a long time, Mike and I on the radio at WGMU had a whole episode dedicated to a talk about the Redskins name. Uh, We had a little mini debate back in the day. And that was, you know, what we'll call it, you know, seven years ago or something like that. And, And this is still going on. And the name actually is finally being changed, which is wild because, uh, you and I had that debate seven years ago and I kind of figured, you know, it will never happen. Things have been moving quickly, and now we get to the point where this is basically a nameless team right now because we know that they're going to change the name, but we don't know what they're going to change the name to, and we're kind of stuck in this weird limbo. So we've got the logo, of course, for our show has the Redskins logo in it. We're probably going to end up having to change that at some point, Um, but we've got some options. So we wanted to kind of talk through some of those tonight. I mean, you've heard some different ones being thrown out there. Um, So I guess we want to just talk a little bit about some of our favorite name options um, and kind of, you know, a little bit more about this whole rebrand stuff. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you look at the whole entire name debate and all this kind of stuff, it's, I'm, I'm honestly, I was intrigued when they finally decided to do it. I was intrigued about them saying like, okay, this is the name change, you know, we're, we're going to change it, you know, and have like a week to decide. I have a feeling that this is going to drag out until like mid August. Oh yeah. Where it's like, why i mean i understand you're getting pub and stuff but it's negative publicity and they always say like public you know publicity is is you know negative publicity bad publicity all that kind of stuff is always good publicity because it's so fast that you're getting talked about but right now it's a lot of negative stuff especially with the entire um washington post article and stuff like that which we, we can we can touch briefly on after this um but when you're looking at this whole entire name thing it just it just comes down to make a decision and roll with it obviously you're not going to please everybody. This is just how it is. You know, everyone said I was always down with warriors, you know, even a few, like the years we were talking about, it. I was down with warriors, you know, change it, 
go back to the spear logos that you had back in the sixties or whatever, go with that and be done. But now all of a sudden, you know, I've had to change my way of thought processes because now they're saying they're staying away from anything that's native American, which is smart. Okay. Get away from that sense. But now you're taken away from the tradition of, you know, the Redskins in general. Uh, but then also now they're starting to bring in like the Atlanta Braves. And if they're, are they going to go away from the Tomahawk chop and stuff, and stuff like that? Are the Florida state Seminoles going to not have a guy dressed in Indian garment uh, or native American garment or whatever you want to call it. And uh, I don't know the real name for it and go out there and, and jam a spear in the field. Like, are you going to have all that stuff? Like what's going to happen with all this kind of stuff? It's going to be a domino effect. The Redskins is their leading domino. And right here, it's like, I'm looking at some of the names uh, on uh, for the win and uh, for USA Today, and some of them are Red Tails, Red Hawks, Red uh, Red Wolves, Defenders, which which makes no sense. I mean, even though the XFL is not you know there anymore, we already had the Defenders. We don't want Defenders again. Okay, Sentinels, which would be stupid because that's from the movie um, uh, The Replacements. That would be stupid to have. Uh, and then, uh, which the, by the way, The Replacements played, I believe, in M&T Bank Stadium. Uh, so or Lincoln Financial. I forgot which which stadium they played in. So they, they didn't even play at FedEx Field or anything like that. Uh, and the Warriors is on there as well. Um, number one, I hate red tails. I hate it. Yeah. I'm out. I'm completely out. Okay. I understand it's, it's, it's something to do with uh, the world II fighter pilots and stuff like that. And it's just nostalgic and everything like that. But it's like, I don't want to say like, Hey, I'm going to the tails game. You know, I don't want, I don't want to say that. Like I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm not, not, not flipping a coin heads or tails here. All right. So it's just like, it makes no sense. I don't really like that one at all. Uh, red Hawks. I think that one's kind of, you know, eh, that one's kind of down the drain. Um, defenders obviously like i said i don't really care about that because we already had the dc defenders and the xfl sentinels dumb it's from a movie uh and the washington warriors i think it honestly has to be coming down to the warriors um and red wolves i mean people are saying the red wolves is right now like people are starting to hate it which i'm like people were starting to like it like four days ago yeah (laughs) once you mocked up some of the jerseys and stuff on twitter i mean i thought that people were getting kind of jacked up for it so even some of the players were like tweeting out their support of some of those jersey mock-ups that people did so i mean yeah did you see the one that was like a couple like it was like maybe one or two days ago where the guy had the old school it might have been the 70s if i'm not mistaken 70s or 80s like the old school r for the yeah, Redskins, I think so. They had the circle and they had the feathers coming down, but now they put like wolf tails as the feathers, and yeah. they put a wolf inside the R, kind of looking cool. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think here's the big thing is, and you mentioned it earlier. It's like if you're gonna get away from any Native American imagery, then get the heck away from it. Don't don't half-ass it and just and try to find another way to make a connection to Native Americans because clearly that got you in trouble the first time. Get as far away from that as possible right now. Um, and, and that's that that would be kind of my thinking with it. And and so that's why I think like in my personal opinion, Red Wolves works well for me. I mean, I it's it's all these names are going to seem weird at first because it, you're you're talking about rebranding a team with the history that this team has and like, you know, the long ter- long time it's been in the league and all that stuff. So it's all going to feel awkward at first. But we'll eventually, I mean, 5 years from now we'll look back and be like, "Oh yeah, remember when they changed the name?" And 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 whatever it is at that point, we'll be like, "Oh yeah, you know, we're used to that by now." So Red Wolves, Warriors, um, yeah, I'm with you. I don't really like red tails. I've also heard them throw out the hogs as, as possible, like, a, a, you know, alluding to back when, when they had the hogs, uh, on the team. Um, and, uh, you know, stuff like that's okay, but it's, it's going to be tough, man, because the bigger problem is, okay, you change the name, but you still got the same owner, at least for now, you still got, uh, you know, the same stadium. Um, you know, you're, you're going to just, kind of change a couple pictures outside the stadium and change the jerseys it's still the same organization so if you're going to do a facelift if you're going to change this team a bit you got to get danny snyder out of there you got and then you got to definitely look at some alternative stadium options and, and just change everything man because imagine how cool it would be to go into um, a football season a football year with a whole rebranded identity uh, especially now with ron rivera as your head coach so it's tough. It's tough to with these names, but yeah, Red Wolves is probably the one I'm most leaning towards. Well, I I just like that because of all the you know the names and all this kind of stuff that they've been talking about, like nicknames and different things like that. They were saying like you can call the stadium the Den, 
you know, you can call, yeah. you know, the, the defense, the wolf pack and stuff yeah, like pack. that. Yeah, yeah. And they, they were saying all these different, like cool things. I mean, obviously those are, you know, those are obviously easy ones to come up with when you call them the wolves or something like that. Sure. I, w- I would like to see, I mean, obviously you want to keep this, the colors and everything like that and you can keep HTTR and stuff like that. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I, if they're the red wolves, I would love to see like, like the Atlanta Falcons colors because that just like screams like black and red and like, like mean machine from the longest yard movie, you know, sure. like those type of uniform and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. I just think that, you know, if they have a, a real legit, I just have a problem with, I mean, I told you, I think I, I told, I told you before, I think Snyder's going to get forced out um, with all the allegations and all that and all these different things. Um, but even if he's still there, I just think that he's, he's going to say like, you know, I'm going to pick this name and he's going to go right back to trying to incorporate some type of Redskins memorabilia in the logo. And he's going to pick some Joe Schmo that's like a yes man come into his office and say, here's some mock-ups and they're going to be ugly. And he's going to be like, I don't really like these, but you know what? This looks like Redskins. Like that's not what we want. We want like, if you're going to rebrand it, rebrand it, go with it. And that's just the problem is I see here is you have to make sure you go into the situation and pick a name that's going to be unbiased, you know, for yourself. Try to make it, you know, something that the fans are going to like. Because, like, Red Tails. Like, I've heard on the radio all the time. No one, no one like, gets amped up for Red Tails. I think no. people are just getting amped up for Red Tails because it's nostalgia for, you know, the, like, you know, the, 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 the it past seems too America. It seems yeah. too forced. It's like... You know, is anybody really, really want that name? It's like, no, it seems like a move that's more of like a PR move to try to like appease because like, I think, I think there was a, uh, the Red Tails involves a group of, um, I think either, either black Americans or native Americans were like involved with the Red Tails. And so it looks right. more like a, Hey, we're just trying to cover our ass type move rather than a, Hey, this is the identity we want for our team, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, they are also saying like you have to stay away from most animals like the lions like the bears like all those you know falcons stuff like that so i mean then they also said like the red wolves arkansas state has the red wolves i believe and it's like it's like this is just a pain in the ass i mean like like i told you i think it's just going to drag on until mid-august and people are just gonna be like talking about this on radio for another two and a half weeks and you're just gonna be like just pick a name already. Like at this it, point, it it's is. Like, it's it's annoying as hell because you make the announcement, and then now we all have to sit around and wait for the team to actually change the name. You make the announcement that we will be changing the name, and then it's like, okay, well, when? What what's the name going to be? What, what's the point? I mean, making the announcement almost was pointless because now we're all just having to sit around and talk about this over and over again until we get exhausted. And isn't there, there's that guy that like owns all the trademarks to the names too. And yeah, like this, yeah, I think, I think it was like some real estate guy from, I don't know, Richmond or something like that. Like, like when he heard that they were talking about changing the name, he like trademarked all these like potential names. And now he's like fighting with the Redskins about them and trying to get some money. And so, but the weird thing about that guy is like, you know, like he's getting all this hate on Twitter and it's like, dude, you wonder why you're getting all this hate on Twitter. It's cause like, I mean, some, some may be like, oh yeah, that was smart. But some people may also be like, I mean, that's kind of a D bag move. Like, you know, it's like, it's stupid. It's like, uh, nothing, nothing beats though. The day that, um, uh, just a similar story was the guy who like the San Diego Padres had changed their Twitter handle. Yeah, I, I still like, remember that for like a, a, a day. And then I was, this like, other was guy it Mo- Mother's Day? Was it Mother's, Mother's Day? Day? And then this other guy got the Twitter handle and then he had to like, the, like negotiate with the Padres to give it back to him or whatever. Didn't he it. give him like season tickets or something like that? For yeah, like he got, he got, I mean, he got something crazy. And it's like one of those things where it's like, you kind of respect that. See, I respect that move more than like the, what this guy trademarking. Cause like that, that, that was just a kid that took advantage of an opportunity. Um, that, that, like suddenly appeared that the guy who trademarked the stuff it's just kind of a scumbag move because that guy's probably already rich and then he's already like you know it's just it's just stupid but then yeah you have all these other names where some of them are already trademarked and it's not even involving with that guy so this is going to drag out you're exactly right it's going to drag out we're all going to be so pissed off and annoyed that by the time the nfl season is is coming around how can you be excited about the team at that point yeah. you, don't, you can't even buy gear for the team because you don't know what their name's going to be. <laughs> like yeah, it's, so, yeah. it's so stupid. And, and if, like I said, if Schneider, if, if not Schneider, if, if Snyder is still the team owner, then he's losing all this money. And that's a big deal. And to be honest with you, like people are still talking about it on, 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 
you know, the radio and online and different stuff like that. Like, when did you think this guy, like, I don't know how much hate he can take. Cause you know, he reads the papers. You oh, know, he does. Sure. He's, he's done. He's, he's sued people before in the papers. Yeah, yeah. And wouldn't you think that he would just be tired of all this hate and all this drama and all this stuff? Just sell the team. Be a, be, if you want to be a fan of the team, be a fan of the team. Like he, he is a fan general, but be a fan of the team. Sell it to Bezos uh, or Bezos or whatever you want to call sure. him, whatever his name is. And and he's he'll buy it because he's worth one hundred and fifty billion dollars. So what's what's four billion to him? You know. So it's like let him own the team because he wants to buy a team. That's what was, that was a whole entire discussion last year. If he was going to become a minority owner with the, with Snyder, just let him buy the team and just go with it. I mean. Just, just, just get out of there! Like, what I mean, you you've think? already ran this franchise into the ground. I mean, your reputation's already tarnished. There's nothing really you can do at this. The point. The Redskins are 32nd in the power rankings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this was—I mean—they've been just steadily worse and worse since he took the reins as owner. So it's like he already has a bad legacy. His legacy is never going to be improved. And then now he's got the diehard Skins fans hating him even more because he had promised them he was never going to change the name. And now he's changing the name. So nobody likes him. Not even the diehard, not even the diehard boomer, you know, Redskins fans that have been around forever. They hate him too. So it's like, dude, there's no, nobody likes you. Go home. He, he's yeah. already going to make a big profit on the team. He's already, I mean, because he bought the team at, you know, $30 million or whatever, and he's going to be able to sell it for like a couple billion or whatever the math shook out. He's going to make a ton of money off this. Yeah. He's already rich. Uh, everybody hates him. I, I just know he's a fan of the team, but, and that's why he wants to be the owner, but why can't, why don't you sell it and to be a fan, watch the games. Well, sell it also and be like, hey, uh, you know what? I don't want to be a part of this whole name change thing. I said we would never change the name. Um, so I, you know what, uh, my time here is done. I'm going to sell the team and so this can be somebody else's problem. You know, at least then some people would maybe respect him a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but now it's like, dude, you're just holding on to this organization and, and everybody knows. And, and you mentioned, you brought it up earlier, you know, the Washington Post piece is, um, you know, everybody knows that while you can't directly blame Daniel Snyder for a lot of the allegations of, and the, he still is the one at the top of the food chain that hired a lot of those people and, you know, supposedly knew about some of this stuff going on. Um, and, you know, he's got to be held responsible in some form or fashion. And uh, so it's one of those things where it's like, dude, you're just bad on so many levels, you know? Yeah. And it's, and it's like, you look at this whole entire name change thing and say like, don't you want to have people excited for Ron Rivera? Don't you want to have people excited for Dwayne Haskins in the second year? Don't you want to have guys people excited for Chase Young? You know how many Chase Young jerseys you could be selling right now if you already changed the name and have a new concept oh, and all yeah. that kind of stuff? Chase Young would be a top three jersey sold in the entire league. Probably probably behind uh, Joe Burrow and and I don't even know someone else. Maybe he'll be the second one. Who knows? First. I don't, I don't really care. At the same time, though, we're sitting here. You got no merchandise on, like, the top three, you know, retailers in the world, Amazon, Walmart, and, and whatever else. And you just don't have, you know, your merchandise. You don't have a name. You don't have an identity. You don't have anything. It's just you, J- Daniel Snyder, at the forefront. And I'm not trying to put all the hate on him because, sure. obviously, some of the stuff, like you said, the allegations, which let's, let's transition to that right now. Um, which we won't talk too much about it because we're, you know, we're not inside the building knowing some of this stuff, but just from what we've read on the the report and everything like that, he didn't know too much stuff for the most part, as from what we know, he didn't know a lot of this stuff was going on. So people, you know, blaming him hundred percent for everything. I understand it goes from the top down, that whole entire cliche from the top down, you know, whatever that everyone uses. Most of the time it's justified. This situation you you don't really know, but uh, in in the situation when it comes down to everyone's blaming him and stuff like that, that's one way I will defend him is that, you know, if someone's, you know, pinching butts and stuff like that behind, behind a a desk or something like that, he's out of the country, you know, or, or out of the state, you know, how is he supposed to know that stuff? Yeah. You know, and these ladies were wor- worried that they were going to get fired and replaced. And that's some of the things that they were saying. I think Applegate, the girl who was uh, mentioned in the report, said that like it was her dream job to work in the NFL. So when you get your dream job, like if we were broadcasting, say, 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 you know, if, if, if it was 50-50, we know it's not 50-50 in the world. We know that sexism is, is, is there and it's all like that. But say that we had our dream job broadcast at 106.7 and somehow we were just getting de- uh, you know, demonized or whatever word you want to use you know, from higher up, something like that. You think we would speak up and, and, and lose a job that we you know, enjoyed broadcasting and talking about our favorite teams, different stuff like that? I don't think so. <laughs> it's, in the same, it's in the same thing. So when you look at it, I just think that 
you know, they were justified in, in, in their thought processes. And I think those other guys, like you said, I think you said it either on Twitter or Facebook or whatever it was, um, that these guys were like pigs and stuff like that and all these different things. And, um, it's just, it's just bad. It's a bad look. And now when you have the name change, I mean, this whole entire summer has been, you know, Washington football based, whether it be name change or sexual abuse or sexual harassment allegations and all that kind of stuff. So it's just, it's just it's a bad, been brutal. Look. it's been brutal. And it's, and it's like, and, and here's the thing too. And you're exactly right. Because I think the problem is, and, and, you know, I listened to the junkies the morning after all this stuff came out and the story dropped and, you know, I had a big problem with their, the way they talked about the stuff um, because they spent a lot of the time using these allegations to basically just put the blame squarely on Daniel Snyder because you know that they hate Daniel Snyder because uh, 106.7 and the Redskins have had a terrible relationship for years and only recently were even allowed in the building um, in the past couple of years. So you know that they hate Daniel Snyder. And so they were basically using the segment to blame everything on, on him rather than and, and instead kind of cover up some of the, the, the crappy stuff their buddies did, like Larry Michael and things like that, guys, guys that they're friendly with and, and did some crappy things. So, um, yeah, you're right. You can't fully blame Daniel Snyder for this stuff at all. Um, it's an organizational failure at all fronts. All these higher ups um, just, you know, just failed. And, and it, it, it's culture t- stuff too. You know, you've got to have one person that's in power that says, guys, we got to change things. We can't be harassing women. Uh, otherwise, you know, what the hell are we doing here? Like this is 2020 or 2019 where some of these allegations yeah. happen. You know, what, what are we doing? We got to grow up, be grown men and just do your jobs and make everybody feel safe and comfortable at the workplace. Um, because you know, that's just, it's just idiotic. A lot of the stuff in that. In well, it's that also what you're, what you're saying is like, like, I, I think I texted you this, like, that's what happens when you get too big of a head and you think that you're more important than you are. Yeah. So oh, when, yeah. You, when, when you think you're more important than you are, people are, you, you think people fear you and you, you think that you're superior to everybody else, even though that might be your job title, then you start doing stupid things. You start speaking, you know, down to people you start acting out than your regular character some of these guys might actually have been good guys you know 10 years ago 15 years ago whatever it was okay but then when you get that job title and you maybe maybe because you worked under snyder and, and you know snyder has that like kind of ego where oh, I, yeah, I, giant I, hear, ego. I hear stories all the time of people of he, him telling people to call him mr snyder it's like you're not my you're not, you're not my girlfriend's dad or something like that. Like what, you know, I'm not going to call you that. Um, you know, and that's just the thing is like, um, I, I hear John Feinstein on the junkies all the time saying like, he's had like run-ins with Daniel Snyder a few different times that like, and yeah, John Feinstein is probably not the best writer when it comes to criticizing people. Cause yeah, he doesn't really care sometimes about what you think about him and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, he's a accomplished writer. So he knows what he's doing. And if he criticizes you, then he it's from his viewpoint and all this kind of stuff. So that's, that's totally fair. But when he, you, you, you know, John Feinstein criticizes him and, you know, he, he just goes after him and starts, you know, bad, bad mouthing him and doing all this kind of stuff. And also it's like, dude, you, you don't own the world. You might be a rich dude. You might, you know, make more in a, in a year than I'm worth or something like that. But it's like, it doesn't mean that you can just have this ego about you and then everyone hates you. And it's like, what are you, what are you going to, what are you going to do here? Like, what's your main play? Because in this whole entire name situation, we already talked about this of how how much hate are you going to take here? Yeah. Like seriously, like what's the meaning of life when you're that rich and people just hate you? Like I told you, um, my best friend works for Amazon. He hasn't met Bezos before, but at the same time, he says like if this guy bought his team, bought the team, look how much he built Amazon. And he and he says this guy's a leader. I mean, he says now with his popularity and his his um, like notoriety and all that kind of stuff. He, he can't do this, but he said like, you know, five, six years ago, he was walking around warehouses, just talking to people and doing stuff. You think Snyder does that? He doesn't even talk to the media. No. Like doesn't even do that. And like he owns a football team. This guy is worth $150 billion and he's walking around warehouses talking to someone who's making $12 an hour or whatever the, the minimum wages, or whatever they have. So it's like, it, it's just the culture, just like you said. And it, that is where the top to bottom comes in. Because when you don't have somebody that's going to exemplify excellence or leadership or, you know, the captain of the boat, 
then you're just going to have some guy that's, you know, the, 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 the sidebar guy over here. That's like the, the, I like to have in the movie frozen where they have that prince who's like seventh in line thinking that he's like, you know, he's all hot and everything like that. Thinking like, it's like, dude, you're on the bottom of the totem pole here. Like people aren't going to like you. So it's like, I don't know if that reference makes anything. No, um, no, I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just one of those things where you can't be that egotistical when your team and your franchise has been garbage. <laughs> you know, the Patriots, it's, it's a different thing. It, yeah, exactly. I mean, people don't like Robert Kraft, but also, you know, I've also heard a lot of things about him being like a really good guy, like from a lot of people as well. I mean, you may hate, I hate on the Patriots and yeah, okay. He had his thing with it in the massage parlor <laughs> that he got in trouble with, but at the same time, he's supposed to be like a pretty good dude and his team has won a ton of titles. And so you got to respect that. Um, so it's it's just it's so different when you're winning and the Redskins haven't been winning. So, you know, you're not going to get the respect from the rest of the league. And basically, that's what I, I think it comes down to. I think the rest of the league looks at the Redskins as a clown show. Um, even Redskins fans look at this organization as a clown show. You got to figure out a way to make that change, that reputation change. And that that means get rid of the clowns, you know, <laughs> get yeah. rid of Daniel Snyder. They already got rid of Bruce Allen, which was a great move. And that was what they needed to do. Um, you know, those sorts of moves are the ones that need to happen. Get get rid of the old guard that's been sucking it up for a decade um, and bring in some young blood, bring in some talent, bring in some guys that have been around the block a bit too, guys like Ron Rivera who are respected, and then, you know, just start changing the culture a bit. So hopefully this stuff shakes things up. I mean, obviously it, it sucks that those women had to go through what they went through. I'm glad they were able to speak out and, and put together this report, um, and I'm sure they're not the only ones. I mean, there were only 15 people in that report or 16 people and only one person attached their name to it. you got to think there's another 15 in line behind them that just didn't uh, you know participate in that that have probably gone through some crappy stuff some some may may even still be there yeah i know you're exactly right so um you know hopefully they can change that culture around and become a a more because think about how respected the redskins name was and that organization was you know 20 years ago um and they've lost all that through daniel snyder so if they can get back to a place where they're looked at as a respected organization the league then I think we'll all be happy, especially here in the local fan base. But we'll see what happens. And then obviously NFL football season, hopefully, if everything goes well with these other sports. I mean, NFL is the one sport that you got to think that is going to be the most aggressive to make sure their season happens on time because right. uh, NFL is the biggest money maker between all the major sports. Um, it is the king and uh you know so far i think hockey is the safest so far because i think in phase three they just said that only two players in the entire league have come down with it yeah hockey's been safe um you know recent basketball testing i think has been good as well i mean that's what happens when you when you isolate these players you put them in that bubble you test a bunch everybody's being safe and wearing masks you can get those numbers down and we can we can do things safely with football i mean who knows what's going to happen with college sports and things like that but um you know we'll be keeping our eye on this stuff as it progresses but for now uh, at least you and I are going to have some Nats baseball to be talking about here over the, over the coming weeks. I mean, it's something. Obviously, I hope all <laughs> these players stay safe, hope their families stay safe. You know, who knows what, what the season's going to hold. My right. prediction is still is we're not going to see 60 games. My prediction is, you know, I mean, heck, the Blue Jays don't, aren't even sure where they're going to play. Right. Because uh, they're not even allowed to play in Toronto. Um, and they already, I think the report today said that, like, they were trying to play some home games in Pittsburgh, and I think that ended up not being able to happen. So we've got we've got a season starting tomorrow, and one team doesn't even know where they're going to be allowed to play. That's yeah. just insane to me. So yeah. how are we possibly going to get this get through a, a, a whole season? Well, that's the thing too. Is I mean, I don't know if they're rushing into it or or what they want to consider it, but obviously, baseball it's an outdoor sport. I mean, so, you know, there, there's, there's not a situation where, you know, you have, you know, the, the you know, Ford field or, or, yeah. or wherever, wherever else, you know, you want to say that the, the, it's not the Metrodome, what, what's the, wherever the Vikings play us bank or something like that now. Yeah, yeah, US bank, I mean, yeah. It's, it's like, you know, you, you think about it, it's like, yeah, you can possibly have teams just ship in there and stay in hotels and stuff like that and then do those games there or whatever. But it's like, this is an outdoor sport. You know, there's, is there any domes in here anymore? The, the Twins aren't in a dome anymore. Is, I mean, what I are mean, the play, the Astros maybe, I mean, but it's Astros like. Astros play inside, gonna, the Marlins you're gonna, you're gonna, play inside. You're going to have uh, everyone ship there. I mean, that's not going to, that's not going to work because baseball is, is, is a lot more di- different situations to plan for because the, the NFL season is only 16 games. 
Yeah. So it's like you look at the MLB season, you're going to have all these teams playing 60 games in like two or three stadiums, whatever it is. So it's like, just like you said, it's like, it's, it's going to be difficult because it's so fact that, like you said, you know, this is a lot, there are a lot more players. I mean, obviously NFL has a lot of players too. That's why we're a little weary on that because college football already is saying they're only going to do conference games. And then you have a team like Notre Dame who doesn't really have a conference. Yeah. They're in the ACC for like basketball and, and uh, maybe football much. I don't even know what the whole entire order is. They're like all over the place. So, yeah, you don't know where they're going to – college football and college sports in general are in trouble uh, yeah. for this season because, like you said, I know with basketball they're talking about the same thing where they'll probably skip out a conference and just start the season in January or whatever um, and just play conference games. But the NFL is the one where they got to be able to find a way to make that happen, I think, and I think they will. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, we'll see. It's going to be a week by week thing. They could start the, the the season on Thursday, and a week from there, we could say, you know, there's 15 players that have tested positive. Suddenly, are, are we even going to be? Because here's here's another thing to consider too. What if the starting a couple starting pitchers all make contact and they all have coronavirus, and suddenly you're like, who the hell are we going to be able to throw Let out? Let me get there? the guy from uh, Single A. <laughs> if, if Strasburg and Scherzer and all these guys. That's why the minor league or minor league players who aren't even playing a season, minor league season's not even happening. They still all still have to stay sharp because half the team could get wiped out with how quickly this thing goes around and with how you would have to sit out, sit out for a couple of weeks. I mean, we could have, it's going to be crazy to watch. Imagine being on the Orioles, right? And yeah. then having your top three pitchers who are already like four and five starters, uh, you know, getting coming down with it, you have to put somebody from like the the Bay Sox out there against the Yankees. <laughs> what if you're in your playoff run and you know you're in the final couple weeks of the season and you have Mike Trout who suddenly tests positive for coronavirus and your best player has to sit out for the final two weeks of the season? I mean, or the World Series? I mean, it's going to be insane to watch yeah. this unfold. So, Mike and I will be obviously on top of it. Um, I'm excited to watch tomorrow's game. I hope it happens, even with all the storms coming in. And, you know, we're, we're skeptical, but we're going to watch it because we're sports fans and this is what we got and we're, we love the Nats. So we'll see what happens. Well, I think, honestly, if, if, if it's like today, like today, I think the storm was like stopped around like, like happened and then it stopped six, yeah. like six o'clock or something like that, yeah. which would be perfect because then they would get out there and the field would dry out just a little bit or something like that for like an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half, whatever the game is supposed to start. I think it's 730 possibly. Yeah, 708, 708. 708, yeah. I think we get, we get here uh, Book Shambi, right? Yeah, there you go. Oh, I, think, I think he does the ESPN stuff. That's a good start. It's a good start. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. And it, the funny thing is with the broadcast stuff is, um, like with the Nats, like for their away games, the Nats broadcast team will still be doing it, but they'll be doing it from Nats Park, like in the studio, uh, calling the game with the monitors. So they're not traveling. So none of the broadcast teams are traveling to away stuff. Um, so it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. So it's like they're just going to be sitting in, in front of a bunch of monitors calling the game. It's like, it's like us watching TV and just calling the game. Exactly, and that, which is why it's like, well, well, you know, pay us to do that, you know. Well, that's gonna be uh, that would be that would be hilarious if like a ball is like hit and they don't know exactly where it goes and it's yeah. like it's at the left center and all of a sudden it's like right field. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, like, it's like what? That's gonna be it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird, man. Well, but, hey, I can't wait to hear FP the the World Series broadcaster as that he used oh, to likes to call himself. God. He's a World Series. I, I think I think if I'm not mistaken, I think because I watched the ceremony because I think you were working or something like that and you could you had you taped it or yeah, something. Yeah, I only saw like clips. Yeah, and and I, I, when FP came up there, people were booing him. Oh and, yeah, because he sucks. And, and they, they they were booing him and stuff like that. And he called. He's like, I can't. I, I'm so glad to call myself a World Series broadcaster. And it's like, dude, you're like rated 31st out of 32 teams yeah, or whatever it was. Likes, nobody likes uh, him and. And, and Bob, you and I have talked about it for, for years is how much we just can't stand that. And, and hopefully, hopefully we get uh, an FP-less season at some point here. I mean, he can't stay there forever. He's got he's to leave at some point. Uh, I mean, that'll be interesting to watch just to see what the future holds for uh, Bob and FP to see if maybe um, – because Bob's getting up there in age too. So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. But we'll, we'll be watching. You saw, the, you saw the Ken Griffey Jr. Like, documentary thing on ESPN, right? I saw a part of it. I haven't finished the whole thing. Yeah, they, they had a little uh, ep- excerpt. Jeez, uh, I forgot who, exactly who they were playing, but he was broadcasting. I think it might have been for the Reds or something like that. And he was broadcasting. Bob was back. Well, then. Bob was definitely he was a broadcaster for the Cardinals. I think for years. Maybe it's maybe it's um, the card. Oh, maybe yeah. it was the 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 uh, long summer or whatever it was called. The the McGuire Sosa the, the, thing. McGuire, yeah, McGuire Sosa then. Maybe because, that was yeah. the one. Maybe I'm mixing them up. Because, yeah, I think Bob was a, a, a broadcaster for the Cardinals for like a while. 
Um, so, so yeah, it's, so he's, he's been around a long time. He's no spring chicken. I think he wears a toupee too. Um, cause, cause when they show him on camera, it's like his hair is still like golden, like golden brown blonde. And then the rest of his hair is gray. And it's like, dude, you're wearing, you're wearing a piece. Something, something's, something's going on with it. Something's and then, hey, going, going with broadcasting. I think they Julie Donaldson is a new radio. Yeah. Yeah, for for rest, which is shocking because they had an article. I forgot where they actually had the article, and they said the, the top eight prospects for the Redskins job, and she wasn't one of them. So yeah. I mean, it was kinda, pretty. It was a wild move. It was a wild move. You thought maybe a guy like GP would be in there, um, and and some other options, but you know, hey, uh, the you know, it's it's she's like likable. It's a big it's a big power move by the organization. We're not going to fault them for it. I mean, she's obviously talented at her job, so it's like, hey, you know, so what? Help maybe it will help with the culture change too. So I've listened uh, to the radio games maybe twice in the last. Yeah, three I mean, yeah, I you, you listen to the radio <laughs> no. games when your car breaks down and you're waiting for a tow truck or something. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, but we'll exactly see. We'll that. see what happens. Mike and I will be doing these episodes more frequently as the season progresses. You know, we'll try to do like a once a week type thing um, to talk about uh, baseball and then obviously a little bit of Wizards if they do make a weird playoff run with these eight games they get with no Bradley Beal and no Wall and all and no uh davis bertons and all that stuff so we'll see what happens there um but we'll at least be watching some baseball we hope you are too please be sure to subscribe to the show rate and review as well if you haven't already and then also if you are hungry feel free to check out our snack episodes that we did um over the quarantine i guess we're all still kind of in quarantine but um we did the sweet snacks tournament and then we also did a chicken sandwich tournament and uh, so be sure to check those out and then go get yourself some uh fast food as well and uh yeah besides <laughs> that i mean go nats uh it's <laughs> we're hopefully going go 60, whoever plays <laughs> 60 and 0 this year i think is the is the goal here and repeat world champs i mean uh, uh, it's, it could happen the Nats could just the only way, the only way, like you, the only way that you said, like if you're going to respect whoever wins this championship, if it's the Nats, if it's or the, the Nats. Tigers, or if it's the Tigers, <laughs> yeah, or the Tigers, which hey, well, you know, could happen, could happen. How could funny would that be if the Tiger, if the Tigers won the World Series? You'd be uh, like, I'm taking it. <laughs> it's like I've been waiting this for this my entire life. I wasn't even alive when they won in '84, and uh, here they go, they win it in a 60 game season. Uh, I mean, I, I'm buying all the merch. I'm buying no all champs. The merch. So we'll see what happens. That's Mike Cerrone. I'm Ben Simpson. We'll see you next time on the DC Crossover. All right.